Why are men and boys struggling? And what should we do about it? In a world of chaos and our attention is being pulled in different directions, the Pursuing Truth podcast is seeking the solution by having authentic conversations that are aimed to impact culture. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Pursuing Truth podcast. I'm your host, Levi Brickley, and this week's episode is Braincast. I actually recorded this podcast throughout the last week, and I wasn't sure if I was going to release it because I really wanted my my heart to be right in that I provide this message in the most loving and gentle manner that I possibly can because I'm facing some tough spiritual battles with some of my closest relationships. And I want this message to encourage you that I know that you're going to be battling with tough things. It's funny. As I'm sitting here trying to record this, the train starts coming through. But whatever. It's cool. Um, But I just want to remind you that you're facing judgment in your life, if that's you, and you're challenged in relationships, that there's hope in Jesus. And he's given you a role, and he's given you a purpose. And your responsibility is to continue acting upon that purpose that he's given you. Walking that path with Christ, that is what we are called to do. Please give me some grace and empathy as I run through some of these things as they have been a heavy burden on my heart. And uh, if you have some questions, my inbox is always open to each one of you. So feel free to send me a message. And if you need some clarification on what I said or would like to know the underlying reason why I said what I said, I ask that you not judge me for sharing that, but that you just simply ask the question to seek understanding, to build a deeper relationship with me, a fellow believer. So without further ado, here you go. Here's this week's message. I just wanted to share something that's been on my heart recently, as many of you can tell that I've directed the podcast more oriented towards Christ and in doing so it typically will come with some judgment and some perspectives that aren't always true and one thing that we often do as people is we try to understand why they're doing what they're doing without asking the question of why are they doing what they're doing and genuinely believing that at the heart that what they're doing is with integrity and character. And so a couple examples of this may be, let's use an example outside of the church, for instance. So maybe your role at your job is maybe you're a janitor. And as a janitor, your boss has given you specific roles to show up to work at a certain time and do certain tasks that the other janitors are not required to do. Some people will be jealous of those roles or that schedule that you've received. Some people 
will think what you are doing is not equal to the amount that it takes to fulfill the roles of you being a janitor at that workplace. And in doing so, what this does is it creates a division within the team. Well, in the same way, this happens within the church. Using that example, I'm going to dig into how God is at work in our lives individually. And through us individually, God is working in other people's lives. And that our fundamental responsibility as fellow Christians is that we encourage one another in what we are doing. One thing I promise to you I will never do is view myself as more righteous or more gifted than others. I come at this podcast knowing that I am completely imperfect and just as in need of a savior as anybody who listens to the podcast. And that that is because I know that I have a responsibility to fulfill in my own right for Christ. And part of that is putting up the good fight. If you guys have enjoyed the recent episodes with Ryan, Brody, Evan, and many other guests here recently, please leave an Apple podcast rating and review sharing a testimony of how it's worked in your life. This will just allow new listeners that come to the Pursuing Truth podcast platform to see how it's working in fellow listeners' lives and maybe be encouraged to listen to more episodes. I want to dig into Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Here in Ephesians chapter 4, Paul gives five examples of the roles that Christians will play within the church. That is the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. So what is the role of the apostles? An apostle is someone who is sent out by God to proclaim his message. They are often seen as pioneers or visionaries because they are often sent into new areas to start churches. Apostles and prophets usually work closely together. What are the roles of the prophet? A prophet releases God's word and truth. Prophets often receive messages from God and they share with others to prepare God's people. Prophets also have a role in interceding for people. This means that a prophet can prophesy over others to edify or build up the church and church leaders. So this is also considered encouragement. What are the roles of the evangelist? Evangelists gather people. An evangelist is someone who is responsible for sharing the gospel message with those who haven't heard it yet. They often do this through preaching and teaching. Evangelists also have a heart for discipleship, which means they help new believers grow in their faith. What are the roles of the pastor? A pastor is someone who shepherds the flock. This means that they care for the spiritual needs of the people in their church. Pastors also have a role in teaching and preaching. They often do this through sermons and Bible studies. Pastors guard the sheep. 
just like the shepherd would protect his sheep. What are the roles of the teacher? A teacher is someone who is responsible for instructing others in things of God. They often do this by breaking down the word of God. That can be in a Bible study setting or the pulpit. Teachers also have a heart for equipping people to be able to study the Bible on their own. We each play a different role for Christ. What Christians often do is point fingers and compare without grace and without understanding. I'll refer back to Galatians chapter 1 verse 10. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And this is something that I had to learn along the way of podcasting is I'm not seeking the approval of people. I'm seeking God's approval. And what do I mean by that? Is that in everything that I do on the podcast and in my personal life, it needs to be honoring to God. Therefore, what many of you guys have noticed as I've grown is I don't cuss on the podcast, or at least I try my hardest not to. I still slip up from time to time. But I also always try to relate the message back to God's word. Because if I'm failing to do that, I'm not failing me. I'm not failing you. I'm failing God. In everything that I do, I need to be honoring God. Therefore, this podcast, I've spent a lot of time in prayer about it, is that I really want to glorify Christ through it. That is my fundamental goal on podcasting. So what would I say that my role is? My role is to be an evangelist, to bring people to Christ, or to bring the people who have at some point fell away from their relationship with God. Our relationship with God can be difficult as this last week's episode of, you know, wandering through the wilderness and finding our faith there is I've been there. I know what it's like to be living on our own terms and wrestling with God in the midst of it. And what do I mean by wrestling with God? No, I'm not fighting God. I'm actually fighting my flesh and I'm following my flesh typically more when I'm wrestling with God because I'm not submitting my life and everything that I do to him. One of the aspects of this was in dating relationships. I would typically go into sexual relations with the person that I was with. And one thing that we have to sacrifice if we're going to honor God is how we want to feel from that relationship. I wanted to feel good from having sex with women in relationships. But what I know now is that that is not honoring to what God desires of me. He has called me to something more, and he's called me to honor him. If I know that having sex before marriage is wrong, then I shouldn't be doing it. And if I'm in contention with those beliefs about what God's word says about having sex before marriage, then I'm in conflict with God. And it will lead me to the wilderness. I will have a broken heart. I will have a distraught 
mental state. I will not be able to operate in the full capacity that I can for Christ if I'm constantly wanting to fulfill my fleshly desires. Therefore, that is why we are called to die to our flesh and live for Christ. I think also in this, in in the lack of grace is when we're pointing fingers and we're judging others is we compare ourselves to the degree that we're like, well, what I'm doing for Christ is better than what you're doing for Christ. Like the example I gave of the janitor. Just because a janitor that works next to you has a different role, it doesn't necessarily mean that their role isn't just as important as yours. And who are you to judge that their role is less or more than yours. God is the judge of this. Therefore, we should have grace with fellow believers. And I think that we often fail to do this. And in doing so, what we end up doing is we discourage people from continuing the good fight. And really, we shouldn't be at contention about those in the church next to us. We should be edifying and building them up for Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 5 through 6, it says, There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but all of them, and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Sometimes we're like, well, Levi, you just continually show up to the podcast, and uh, you're not like really there to, you know, mow the neighbor's lawn and what that's saying is is like Levi put down the ministry that you've been called to do because I don't feel like going over and mowing the neighbor's lawn maybe my responsibility is to share with people a positive enlightening message for Christ and maybe your responsibility is to serve others in that capacity does that mean that i don't do that no what that means is maybe levi needs to step up and take more responsibility in that area without compromising the responsibility he currently has with his ministry on the pursuing truth podcast just judgment Judgment for all of us is so hard. You know, um, I'm just going to give just an underlying motivation behind this. Is I've recently had a lot of scrutiny as I've honed in on my relationship with Christ and honed in here on the podcast. Just the amount of people who just don't understand what we individually are going through. And in doing so, it drives the wedge in relationships. And unfortunately, I'm experiencing this in family relationships. And I know there's many of you who are fearful to step out and courage and speak on your faith because, one, you feel ill-equipped, Two, you feel that you will be judged by doing so. 
And three, you don't want to look foolish. And I understand all three of those. Look, I, I tried to do a Bible study called Finding the Sword, and I, I, I did two seasons of it. And what was funny to me was I was reading Ecclesiastes in the second season, and I received a text from my brother, and he's like, hey, I just want to let you know, it wasn't King David that wrote Ecclesiastes. It was King Solomon, his son. <laughs> and I totally missed it. But there was something fundamental there, too, is that my brother approached me in a very loving way. It wasn't like, hey, you idiot. You said that it was King David when it was actually King Solomon that wrote Ecclesiastes. We all make mistakes, and along the way, it's important that we have fellow believers next to us who are willing to lift us up, correct us, hold us accountable, and make us responsible so that as we go out into our communities and share a message about Christ, is that we are strengthened and we rely on God, but that now we have the ability to communicate things more effectively so that we have more of an impact on those next to us. I am a failure, ladies and gentlemen. There are many successes in my life, but one of my biggest failures is relationships. And one of those things is failing to have boundaries and what do i mean by this because because boundaries is is kind of a flashy topic in fact we did a boundary series last year and i i I don't think boundaries were so fundamentally important then as how i see them now i mean i knew they were important but i didn't know how to implement them completely but one of those things is is when people are talking illly of you when people are mischaracterizing you, have nothing to do with them. And I know some people would be like, well, Levi, you're talking about your family. I'm not saying I, I have nothing to do with them in the aspect of, you know, being with them, being around them, those things. But I'm not going to share good news with them. Why would I share good news with people who don't care to listen? Those people that are in my family, they, they, they don't care to hear the good news. They don't care to hear the message that I receive on Instagram after an episode is released and somebody telling me that, wow, that message was powerful. That really got me to dig back into God's word. The, these are typical messages that I get. I don't get to share the good news with them because I know the good news to them would be meaningless because what I'm doing right now is with ill intent in their mind. They think that this podcast is egocentric. They think that this is in Levi's arrogance. And I don't really understand why they think that way. I have been deeply challenged by many people in a healthy and loving way than to be mischaracterized. I think that all of us experience this. 
Maybe you're a single mother right now. And what you're choosing to do with your children, maybe there's family members or friends who don't do the same thing as you. And so what they do is they diminish your character and say that you're a poor mother lacking of direction and discernment for your kids. But maybe what you're doing is right in line with God's word. And if it is right in line with God's word, and you're stepping up, teaching your children about the Lord, Jesus Christ, that in that you can rest assured and be confident in what you are doing as a single parent. There will always be people around us, ladies and gentlemen, that will not believe in us. There will always be people in our corner who are reminding us just how ill-equipped we are. There will always be people that will hurt us. Therefore, it is our responsibility to forgive them. To turn the other cheek. It doesn't mean that we allow the toxicity to persist. It doesn't mean that we don't establish boundaries. What we actually do if we don't establish the boundaries and we allow it to persist is we show that those characteristics and those things that those people are saying and how they're approaching you is okay. And it is not okay. It is important that we encourage our loved ones to do better in their life, to correct them when their philosophies are wrong, to lead them back to the word of God, as this is the fundamental truth, and that we do it in a loving, kind, and gentle way. We don't dismantle their character in doing so. We can disagree with people and still love them. We don't have to be tolerant of their beliefs, but we can at least be loving and gentle in our approach to our disagreement about their beliefs. It doesn't mean that they're going to like it. For example, and I'm not going to say the word, but one of the phrases that one of my sisters will commonly say is, if you're not blanking me, feeding me, or paying my bills, then I don't care about how you feel about me. Now, this is a very worldly philosophy that we shouldn't care what people think about us. I don't care what other people think about me. Yes, you do. You just may be talking about certain people. But I'll tell you right now, one person that I care deeply about what they think about me is my best friend, Ryan. He's with me nearly every day, talks to me nearly every day. I discuss my challenges with him. I discuss my ideas with him. And in doing so, my expectation in that friendship is that he holds me accountable and that he tells me what he thinks. But I know this fundamentally, is that Ryan doesn't challenge my character. He knows that my heart's in the right place. 
And that's because he loves me as a friend. And we all need people like that. And he's not paying my bills. He's not laying in my bed. He's not feeding me. No. But he's there alongside me. And he's a good friend of mine that I care about his opinions of me. And it would hurt me to find out if Ryan didn't accept me. If he thought illy of me. Why? Because he's alongside me. He knows what I'm going through. And he should know where my heart is. I care about what my mom thinks. And she's not paying my bills. She definitely isn't in my bed. And she isn't feeding me. But I care what she thinks. There's loved ones in our lives where we should care what they think. The people who we shouldn't care what they think are the people that aren't involved in our lives. Right? Like when you go out on social media and you share the gospel of truth, Jesus Christ, and somebody comments in there from Ireland and just immediately starts talking smack on you and mischaracterizes you and all of these different things in the comment section. They're just a troll. You shouldn't care what that person thinks. But I think that we should be able to examine that comment and be challenged by it so that we can identify how we can improve in our communication skills so that we can share the message in a more loving and encouraging way that it's not going to lead to the negative comment because we have a responsibility too. If we don't care what loved ones think about us, then it's a breeding ground for narcissism because we are above approach and we need to be approachable. But if they're not willing to listen to you, if they're not willing to attempt to understand you, and if they think of your character as malicious and evil, then you are just casting pearls to swine. That's really what you're doing. And I know all of this is harsh. But I understand too that when God calls you forthrightly into action for his kingdom and one of these five different service areas for his kingdom is that there will always be people around you who think illy of you who talk poorly about you and who don't believe in you. This is the reality of taking up your cross. It doesn't make you better than them. It doesn't make your role more significant than theirs. But it does show you what people really think about you in the deepest sections of their heart. It doesn't matter how honest I am with you guys.
It doesn't matter how much good stuff that I share and how much changes in my life. It, it doesn't matter to the wrong people. But it matters to the people who need to hear the message. The Levi is a failure on many aspects of his life. And is in just as need of a savior as anybody. But what I'm choosing to do today is take responsibility in my calling for Christ. That is to be here having real conversations with fellow believers and trying to understand God's word on a deeper level. That's it. People may disagree with that, but I rest assured in it. And it is hurtful that in some ways I have to do that. I don't want to, but it's what I have to do. I'll leave you guys on this note. When we fail by judging people, by not having empathy, by not having compassion, when we fail in loving our brothers and sisters in Christ and encouraging them, and we fail to see what roles Christ has called them to take upon, what we are doing is we are creating deeper divisions. We are not saved by works, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not for yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9. Let's not boast in our achievements. It's not of our doing, it's of Christ's doing. I failed here, ladies and gentlemen. I've talked about how many followers I have on TikTok. I've talked about the podcast being top 100 in the world. All of these things. And I have to be real about it. And the saddest part about all that is that those accolades were achieved in me not honoring Christ. It's a time for correction. And to act upon that which I know I am called to do. Therefore, whatever judgment you are facing today, whatever resentment you might be harboring today, whatever love you are needing to experience today, I want to remind you to lean into Jesus for your thoughts, for your beliefs, for your love that you need, for the validation that you need in your life and be open to the correction that his word provides you because it will provide correction. 
It's fundamentally one of the most beautiful things about the Bible. It's not only are you just, you're not just reading it. Like, God is speaking through it and is speaking to you through it and others by the actions that it's implementing into your life because you're reading it. It's wild. I just want you guys to know I love you. And I thank you so much for all of the encouragement that I've received. Um, You guys know that I am nearly 50 days sober now. Which for me, 12 years of battling with alcoholism um, is, is quite a venture and victory for me every day. And um, if it wasn't for the encouragement that I receive from many of you every day to keep the good fight going and being reminded that my courage to speak on my faith has impacted you to lean into God more. If it wasn't for those messages, I would have failed again. I would have fell right back into it because of the way I'm being challenged by my family. And for that, I I thank you so much for what you guys um, continually provide me, even though I'm, I'm providing this. That's... That's a role, yo. You're encouraging me. Some of you are edifying me, making me better, and teaching me. And some of you are just providing good old encouragement that's needed, that all of us need. And I hope this podcast encourages you. So before I go, please make sure that you follow the Pursuing Truth podcast platform on Spotify. Please be sure to subscribe on YouTube, and leave an Apple podcast rating and review. Extremely important, ladies and gentlemen. I am well aware from this conversation, I will have some messages over the next week about me talking about my struggles with my family. And uh, I just want you guys to know (laughs) I'm going to be battling, so pray for me because I'm going to need it. I love each one of you and thank you so much for your support again.